Second Nephi 25, 23. Um, it says, For we labor diligently to write, to persuade our children and also our brethren, to believe that in Christ we must be reconciled for, to God for all we know that is grace, that we are saved after all we do. That's so that verse is beautiful up until that one point. Yep. <laughs> Mormons believe to get to heaven, it is a combination of faith and works. Yeah. Um, and... When you read the Bible and you hear the statement like faith is works without dead, that can sound true. Faith without works is dead, yeah. Um, but um, in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, For it is by grace that you have been saved, through faith. And this is not by your undoing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works. Not a result of works. So that you, so that no one can boast. Yeah, that's just a translation. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 43. You know what's a sad thing I realized, actually? Um, I think I forgot to like number an episode a while back, so I think this is actually episode 44. But we're going to keep going on what we have right now. But when we get close to 100, we're going to have to like, strain all this out. But yeah, welcome back, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, before you do anything, go please leave us a review on anywhere. Comment down below. Give it a like. Um, we really appreciate those. We read those, and we love hearing what you guys think. So go ahead and do that. In today's episode, we have Aiden back. So, hi. Everyone else is still. It's kind of sad how we haven't had four people on in a very long time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I don't know if we explain this. I I heard you guys say in the last episode that everyone was gone. Yeah, I was in California when I was listening to that. I was on the way back actually when it came out. Um, Jonah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Never mind. I thought you were gonna drink it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> There's only one true living water. This is my motto bottle. <laughs> um, yeah, I was on the plane back. I was listening to it. I loved Jonah's shirt analogy, you know, with like the clean white shirt. Yep. And like it can be dirty whether it's got a small thank stain you, or a you. big stain on it. I like, actually do have a white shirt on right now. And Luke bumped into me with his extension of his body. His it's always pack, Luke. It's always Luke, isn't it? he spilled strawberries all over me. So strawberries? Stained. Yes, I had a when bowl this of happen? strawberries and you were walking you were like, oh, hey, Brian. And you just whipped me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I heard you say, I'm sorry about that. I, I that. heard you say, hey, Brian, from up here. <laughs> John, will you forgive me? No. <laughs> it's over. Okay. I, think well, a, I think you have a stain on this beard there. And well, Jonah, <laughs> you're going to hell. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> I mean, anyways, yeah, I was visiting Pepperdine University in Malibu. It was beautiful. Nice. It's a Christian school, If for those who don't know. Um, Malibu in California, by the way, for anyone who's confused. Yeah, not Malibu, Canada. There's there's a province in Canada called Malibu. Confusing. Um, but, yeah, despite the kind of political climate of L.A.'s, like L.A. County, you know, um, Pepperdine tries not to... Um, I mean, of course, they kind of have to abide by the um, restrictions made there for COVID and stuff, but they are, they try to be as reasonable with their students as can be. And I really mm -hmm. like that because um, as of now, you don't really have to wear masks anywhere um, and you don't need to be vaccinated. You don't need to get tested for COVID like as a, like you're not required to, you know, that's nice. There's some but, nice uh, tax laws down there. Oh, well, here's the thing. They have nice housing on campus, right? They um so for the first year Is this sponsored? Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, but it's my top school. Awesome. Thank you, Aiden, for your tour to us of Pepperdine. Yes. Very informative for anyone who wants to go. I love there the photo with the Five Stars merch. 
Oh yeah, yep. I got a lot of photos. Does anyone have any any stories? Let's let's go with the sections of the video. Like what? Are yeah, we're making some segments here. So this first segment is story time, and then we're gonna have more segments as we do the podcast, which you guys will hear as we go. But do you wanna? Yeah. So we have those, and if you guys want a segment, just suggest it in the comments below. Because why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, New material is always good. I, I got a kind of quick story though from yesterday. Yeah, <clears throat> I was uh, getting my skis fitted with some bindings, and I was taking like that Skittles lift back down. Mm. I was uh, as as I was waiting for that lift, um, one of the dudes that works the lift like came came out and like we talked about my skis and stuff. He's like, "Wait, you do backflips, right?" He's like, "Yeah, I think I've seen you doing backflips. Like, nice work, man." Neck flips, backflips, backflips, <laughs> and then neckflips. No, nah, that's that's just what they are. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Um, as I'm going in the gun, I was like, oh, by the way, thanks for starting the fire, man. And like, is he talking about like mm -hmm. the stoke the fires and skiing or like the puck? I didn't have time to ask him because I was already in the lift, but I thought that was kind of cool. Did he mean the, the arsenal I committed <laughs> in the woods by <laughs> lighting it all on fire or, um, that's cool. Yeah. I also yeah, have one cool. from yesterday. I was getting new skis, bought new skis. <laughs> like, dang, I need new boots. I wonder if I can find new boots anywhere. So I went to the second hand store and I was like, Lord, let me find the perfect boots walk in there i got the brand the size and the color that i wanted that's nice. awesome offer offer a very good deal that was pretty very cool. good nice nice i have a story um after this you've used your story time <laughs> no, i've used <laughs> no, this no no that was background pepper died with story time we're here <laughs> this is not pepper really. <laughs> i so a couple days ago or a couple nights ago i guess i was in the shower i was listening to music because you know music shower fun um and I heard this one song. Excuse me, I'm really tired. I heard this one song, and it's a pretty like bittersweet, kind of sad song about um, the two perspectives of like a father and a son, you know. And so the singer speaks sings from both perspectives. Yeah. And um, one of the lines, he goes, um, "Now I know what you've been through, all the things you did just to see me smile." And right in that moment, I thought about Jesus, and I broke down crying. I, like, I don't know why, but I had never thought about, like, the severity of Jesus' death and, like, all the things he did just for us. So many people think just of, like, the physical aspects of his death? That's what I was thinking. Like, I had always thought about just the physical aspects yeah. of his death. It's like, oh, yeah, he... You got nails put in, like no, all yeah. that terrible stuff. Like it was stuff. violent, yeah, whatever. But that was nothing <laughs> compared to the all the sin he took yeah. from past, present, and future and took upon himself. Exactly. I mean, like it's it's insane to think about because even like some of the like the smallest sins is just like sometimes just like giving a white lie to a person can eat at you for like days. Yeah, they pile, the, that's, the small sins pile up mm -hmm. too. And it's it's not even the small sins. Like imagine if you're just like some some dude who's robbing someone and accidentally kills someone or something. I don't know. But the, like guilt from things like that, he took it from not only the past, but also like all of the future to come. And he had it all on him in that one moment. So the fact that he didn't fold like a breadstick was pretty insane. I mean, he did die. Shout out Jesus. But, like, <laughs> Shout out After Jesus. nine hours, Luke, he held out pretty long. And he probably was like, you know what? Nine hours is enough. Here we go. Um, it should have been seven hours. <laughs> or 12 <laughs> nice. Alrighty So today's main topic Wait 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 Okay One more tiny bit, Like bitty itty bitty story One uh, Yesterday My friend Who's not 
like I'm trying to introduce her to Christianity, you know, mm-hmm. and she asked like, so like, why don't you sin? And I was like, <laughs> I felt so flattered. I was like, <laughs> so like, why don't you sin? <laughs> I was like, I do, but thank you. <laughs> As a matter of fact. So. <laughs> what'd you, what'd you say back? Like, I was like, I do, but thank you. <laughs> I'm flattered. That's funny. All right. So today's main topic is Christian Christianity versus Mormonism. So that's also going to be one of our segments, by the way, is just Christianity versus whatever. Like, so maybe we'll do yeah. Catholicism. So, so the thing here is like a lot of these like Catholics and Mormonism claim to be Christianity as well, in a sense, just like a different, almost denomination, I guess you could say. Yep. Um, that, that's how I viewed it for a long time. But when you really look into it, you start seeing that this is a different God they're worshiping or then we're worshiping. They're, they're, yeah, they're, di- they're not different denominations. It's like a whole different religion. It yeah, I've really kind of come to notice that Judaism, they have a more similar God to ours than like Catholicism and Mormonism. Well, because Christianity just completes Judaism, right? Yeah, like, Judaism it's the, is the second half of Judaism. It's the Old Testament. <laughs> and then, like, the only unfortunate part about Judaism is that they don't believe that the Savior has come. So yeah, they, <laughs> it kind of yeah. just defeats the whole purpose because they're... They're still waiting for him, yeah. which which we'll do an episode on too is Christianity versus Judaism and what the differences are there and why. Let us know which one you want to see next. Yeah, because they're really interesting to research and I think really important. We're gonna debunk all of your faiths. And just before we start, disclaimer: like this will hurt people's feelings if you're, I guess, a Mormon. But we're doing this not because we want to correct you and we're right and you're wrong. We sincerely believe that what we believe is the truth, and we all have false doctrine and we all believe things that aren't completely true. But we know that what you um, our following is not what the Bible teaches. And so we're doing this out of love, not hate. Yeah, we um, ask that everyone can just, like, hear us out. Yeah. And that maybe we can... Keyboard warriors, please keep you. your battle till after the video is <laughs> over. Um, and I actually have a couple verses on this. Um, <clears throat> Galatians 1, 8 through 9. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one that we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so I will say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse. And that is again restated in Revelation twenty two nineteen, where it says, if anyone takes words away from the scroll of prophecy, God will take away that person any share of the tree of life and in the holy city, which is described in the scroll. So, I mean, um, the, re- the reason Jonah brings this up is because essentially Mormonism was founded 200 years ago by a man named Joseph Smith. That's, um, um, I, I did a little bit more research on the origin. Okay. Um, actually, but like before we're like completely done with this disclaimer. I so out of order. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a bit of kind of crap show. Me and Luke didn't really communicate, but um, we're not telling you to do anything. Um, we are a bit biased. Obviously, take this with a grain of salt. Do your own research and answer the question for yourself. Yeah. Um, but we strongly believe that what we are saying is the truth. Um, but uh, obviously, don't count on every single word that comes out of our mouth because we are flawed human beings as well. And um, strongly encourage you to do your own research on the subject and uh, determine your own belief. Um, we also pray that you hear from God so that we are not the only source of... Yep. Okay, so... Um, Origins of Mormonism, Jonah. What do you have for diving us? Diving into this. Origins of Mormonism, right? What, what is Mormonism for the people that don't know? What is Mormonism? Um, basically, so what the Book of Mormon is, is it is... Um, what is the Book of Mormon? compiling of the writings... <laughs> Jonah, beginning. <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> it is the compiling of the writings um, after the Testament, um, after like the New Testament to about um, 
the fourth century AD, whereas which uh, Mormon ends it. But uh, what it's called is another testament of Jesus Christ. Um, the Mormons also say it helps explain the Bible, and it's just a compilation of the late prophets' recordings of spiritual and historical events. Okay. So do the um, late prophets include that guy from Waco? What? There was a, that was never mind. That was like I have no later. idea. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so origin. Um, the name Mormon. Uh, comes from this dude who, so after all these writings and uh, the late prophets' recordings uh, were finished in the 4th century AD, apparently God came to this guy named Mormon and he was like, all right, bro, I want you to take all this, compile it into book and um, just write it down and uh, that's that's your job. And he was like, all right, bet. So he did that. He inscribed them on these gold tablets and then he sat, and then he handed them off to his son, Maroni, which sounds like a nut in Swiss German, Maroni. But... Uh, I digress. <laughs> also, I also sounds like the uh, the indie artist Br- like Briston Maroney. You know, no idea who that is. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Yeah, freaking out on the interstate. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Maroney buries these tablets, and then uh, is this fact like historical fact? Or is this what they believe? This is what they believe. Okay. Okay. Um, and then uh, Maroney comes around back around. He's resurrected as an angel or as a spirit. And he comes to Joseph Smith in the year 1823, and he's like, takes him to this hill, and Joseph Smith uncovers these tablets, and he translates them from uh, what they called um, like advanced Egyptian or something, and he translate tra- translates them into English. Um, unfortunately, there is no proof of these gold tablets. Was it as reformed Egyptian? Yeah, what they reformed call Egyptian. Yeah, perfect, exactly. And then, um, unfortunately, there is uh, no more proof of these gold tablets as uh, Joseph Smith claims that they were taken back into heaven by an angel, um, Maroni, actually. So that's pretty much it on the origins of that. Um, and then there's also uh, rumors of him looking into a hat with a bunch of stones and stuff to translate it, but I'm not really quite sure where that came from. Um, and I didn't really look into that a lot. Uh, but yeah, so let's break that down a little bit. Mormons believe in the Bible, the same Bible that we Christians believe in. The only difference is they think it's been falsely translated and there's quite a few errors in it or things that don't align with the Book of Mormon that they claim to be our translation errors. Um, So pretty much every time something in the Book of Mormon contradicts the Bible, which it does do, I don't know if we have any examples of that right now, but they're like, oh, well, that's a translation error. It didn't really mean that. so that's the difference there. They believe in the Bible. And they also have all these other these these other books that they consider as holy or almost so, as so holy they, as they, the they Bible. So they have right? four main books. Um, the Book of Mormon, which yeah. they claim is the standard. Um, they think the Book of Mormon is actually above the Bible. Um, a quote oh, really? from Joseph no. Smith is, take away the Book of Mormon and the Revelations, and where is our religion? We have none. That is uh, said by Joseph Smith himself. Um, so we Christians, uh, we believe in Sola Scriptura, which is closed canon, the 66 books of the Bible. Um, so that's not counting the book of Enoch or anything. Please. Pull a little bit of Luke error. Um, so we believe in the basic 66 books of the Bible, um, which is uh, Sola Scriptura, obviously, which is the closed canon. Yeah. Um, I keep restating myself. But I, I honestly believe... Uh, that those are absolute fact. And then also books like Enoch and stuff, they're not absolute fact, but they can obviously be taken into consideration and looked at and cross-examined, see whatever is correct, and uh, see the, where the fallacies are and stuff. But that's not important right now. Anyway, so they believe in the Book of Mormon, the standard, um, the, mainly the King James Version of the Bible. Yep. 
So that like the king shall fall to the kingdom of Hordom. All that, whatever. Um, <clears throat> and then they also... We're, we're not against the King James Version. It's no. The it's Bible we believe in. It's just yeah. old, old English. <laughs> um, and then they have the Book of Doctrines and Covenants and the Pearl of Great Price. So yeah. those are their four main books. And uh, that's, that's, that's one of the main differences. It's the first contradiction is the view of God-inspired books. They believe all four of these books to be God-inspired. Obviously, the only one being... Uh, King James Version. There just can't be like two truths or four truths in this instance. And Joseph Smith has made a ton of amendments in his entire... I think there's around, what, 4,000 changes that yeah, has been done something to like that. the um, um, Book of Mormon. The reason for all his amendments is... And those aren't just, just translational or yeah. um, meaning meaning of words like through, through the years. Those are doctrinal changes yeah. to the book. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, they just fit. They just don't fit the, the Book of Mormon standard. Um, one of the, the crazy... Um, beliefs that they had. Brigham Young, actually, the second president of the Mormonism church as a thing, believed or, or taught Adam was God and the father of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. This the is Mormons, now an abandoned belief, of course. Um, yep. <laughs> the Mormons believe that, or still do believe that Jesus is Lucifer's brother yeah. in the sense that, and here's one of the craziest beliefs is God was not always God. He became a God. Yeah. He and, obeyed his way there. Yeah. And that we can too. Mm-hmm. We can become like God, not almost like God or as perfect as God. We can become God and we can have of our, our own, own planets. Yeah, yeah. And be a God like we worship God one day, which is a kind of a crazy thing to think so, about. So like speaking of God, um, we believe obviously there's one true God. He's always existed and always will. He is not the created, but he is the creator. He is perfect and he is not flesh and bone. He is spirit. Yeah. He's like not some tangible thing. Um, and what they believe about God is um, he used to be a man, as Luke said, and he obeyed his way to being God. Um, That's another big thing in Mormonism is you have to work your way to uh, essentially salvation or to the standard of where you could yeah. become a God. So this is another quote from Joseph Smith, which is seemingly absurd. Um, God himself was once as we are now, and he is an exalted man. We have imagined and that's, and supposed that God from all eternity— I refute that idea and take away that veil so that you may see he was once a man like us. Yeah, that God himself, the father of us all, dwelt on earth the same as Jesus Christ himself did. And ye have no problem to learn the God yourself. See, this is this is a con- contradiction to the Bible right here. Revelation 21, I think it's somewhere in there, or Revelation 20. It says, I'm the Alpha and the Omega, Omega, the beginning and the end. He was always and he always will be. He didn't start and turn into something he was always God and always will be God. He's the uncreated creator. Yeah, in Revelation, uh, the angels are chanting, um, yeah, when John sees the vision of heaven, the angels are chanting, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Mm -hmm. And then another verse of that, obviously, is Isaiah 43.10. You are my witness, declares the Lord, and my servant who I have chosen, so that you may know who believe in me. And where am I going with this? (laughs) I just wrote down a Bible verse, and I thought... That happens sometimes. Yep. Okay, here it is. Before me, no God was formed, nor will there be any after me. Yeah, which Isaiah is 43, Isaiah 4310. 10. Nice. So, obviously, that's that. And while we're on this, is there any more contradictions we should just talk about right now? I guess. There's a lot. Uh, I, got, I got four pages of this, there's, bro. I, mean, there's, <laughs> I, <got. laughs> I think of um, faith without works is dead, you know? Yeah. And I think, like, this version of, like, adding other books to this like it says not to do in revelation you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like gosh where am i going i'm trying to think you said that there is like they believe in um like works yeah okay you know? so where you're coming from is um how does a mormon 
get to the place? What, what is their end game? Is it okay? Eternal so, life. Interestingly enough, there I, I have answers for both of these, which is <laughs> quite uncommon. Um, <laughs> I really researched this today. Um, so um, their end goal um, for us it's eternity and salvation with our Lord, being together and reunited with Him in heaven. Yep. For them, progress to become a God and produce offspring that will do the same. Spirit babies, they call them. Uh, uh, and there's so many crazy rituals that you need to do to come to this point. Like, uh, you need to be, and like really strict. You need to be baptized in the Mormon church and be married inside the Mormon religion. You have to wear special undergarments and stuff. But this is like all irrelevant. And so they come down to three different stages of heaven for them. Uh, they believe in three um, or four forms of the afterlife. Levels well, of heaven? Yeah, I, I know about the levels of heaven they believe in. It's celestial, terrestrial, and telestial. Yep. Um, and so to get to celestial, you <clears> have to be literally like the perfect Mormon. You have to be a married moment, uh, Mormon. You have to do regular tithing. You're baptized in the Mormon church, and you've done all these certain rituals. You don't turn back to sins which you have been forgiven, um, which is obviously <laughs> nearly impossible. So let's say you punch uh, someone in the face. If you punch someone again, that yeah, would disqualify you. Okay, wait. I have one little t- tiny tangent this is really similar to the ap- the faith and afterlife in ancient egypt um and so ra no not ra um the sun god no yeah um, who's the god of the underworld osiris no or yeah it is no osiris is a or um is a descendant osiris is in the Iliad. um oh anubis yeah anubis okay so <laughs> anubis weighs your heart on a scale and if you are a good person, if your heart your heart lays lighter, lighter than a feather, mm-hmm. and you can go to their version of heaven or whatever, but if your heart is heavier than a feather, um, they feed it to a crocodile. Yeah, named Amit, which they talk about in the new series Moon Knight. You should go watch the first episode; it's really good. Um. <laughs> Shameless plug for Marvel, <laughs> although they don't really need any more. Plug. Yeah, Quick tangent like, from Ains tangent. Are you done? Yeah. Uh, um, that's pretty much every other religion, right? Except for Christianity is you do 51% good and 49% bad. That gets you into heaven. If yeah, you just as do long a little as your bit good outweighs good, bad. Yeah, if the good outweighs the bad, then you can go to heaven. Yeah. Um, and, and then a lot of people kind of be like, well, if Christianity, it's kind of the same thing. If you believe 51% in God and 49% doubt, then you still go to heaven because you believe enough. But you it, can't, that's not how that works. You can't, you can't put, you can't quantify doubt. You either yeah. believe in him or you don't, you know? Yeah. That's my thing. So back to the levels of heaven. Yes. And then there's terrestrial heaven, which is for the good Mormon. Um, unfortunately, for all my single Mormons out there, that's where you're going to go because if you're not married, you cannot make it into celestial heaven. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> and then there is terrestrial heaven for the Wait, lowest. You mean, you mean telestial? Telestial. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a weird font. Okay, think of it like cella, like um, celestial, you know, like space, and then terra, like earth. And then telly, like TV. <laughs> so, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that's um, where we, as Christians, would go, they believe. Uh, the lowest of the low. It's not even really, like, heaven. It's just out of hell. Um, and it, it's it's really where God's grace comes in. He's like, yeah, you know what? You weren't that bad of a person. You get to go here. And then there's outer darkness, which is reserved for Satan, his followers, and Mormons who turn their back on Mormonism. Oof. So people have seen the light and reject it. It's pretty mm. much what it is. This this is really similar to the levels of hell, the nine circles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I don't I'm, I don't have them all memorized, but Satan only lies at the bottom where um treachery is. And so Satan We're still is still making Wolfgang do that, by the way. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the levels of hell. I don't know why we're making. I have a lot of. Um, Christian art from the medieval era <laughs> that I want to talk about, but it'd be really difficult for the um, audio listeners to. Aiden's going to describe that. every single brushstroke. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, how do you get to these places? Yes. Right. Um, and is wait, hold on. Isn't the celestial level like the only place where you with God? Yeah, that's the only place. Everywhere else is just kind of well. Okay. Uh, not somewhere you want to be. You want to be in celestial for sure. Yeah. Um, but that's obviously not what we believe at all. Um, and then the fourth uh, difference, and this is, I think, probably the greatest one, is uh, their view of salvation. Um, we believe we must not work for heaven. We only need to accept the gift. We accept God's grace. A- yeah. Accept yeah. the grace that is given works, to us. Yeah, free. I guess you could not say by work, works, but through faith. Yeah, works come after faith, right? Yep. Works prove your faith. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yep. And uh, so um, in their book, Second Nephi 25, um, it says... For we labor diligently to write, to persuade our children and also our brethren, to believe that in Christ we must be reconciled for, to God for all we know that is grace, that we are saved after all we do. That so is that verse is beautiful up until that one point. Yep. <laughs> it's so what the Bible says. It's or just pretty much everything right, and then after all we do. Um, Mormons believe to get to heaven, it is a combination of faith and works. Yeah. Um, and... When you read the Bible and you hear the statement like faith is works without dead, that can sound true. Faith without works is dead, yeah. Um, but um, in Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, for it is by grace that you have been saved through yep. faith. And this is not by your undoing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, not a result of works, so that you, so that no one can boast. That's eh, just a translation. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus sees, or like God says like, your works are like dirty rags to me. Our works can bring us nowhere close to the amount of righteousness that is needed to become perfect um, in God's eyes. So yeah, the only reason that we bear fruit is because of our faith. Yeah. Another so. another like really cool like revelation I kind of saw last night is like our works, our deeds got us into this mess. Yeah. They separated us from God. How mm. do we expect them to bring us back to Him? Um, nothing earthly can do that for us, and on, only His grace um, can do that. So, um, yeah, let's talk about some more of the, uh, I don't know if this is like worth talking about, but there's, I'm, there's a verse in the book of Mormon where it talks about like having black skin is like, um, um so that's, that's another one of the contradictions that they kind of fixed, yeah. slid out of the rug along with, um, the polytheism thing. Um, uh, so basically actually also in the book of Mormon, there's, um, a culture that God sees and he punishes them by turning their skin black. That's their punishment for being like mm-hmm. bad people. Is he darkens the color of their skin, what? which is probably one of the most racist <laughs> things I've heard. Um, huh. So that's 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 a bit interesting. But um, I think they corrected themselves. Yeah, that's that. something that's that's changed in their books, right? Yeah, and that's uh, that's yeah that also comes alongside the polytheism thing with the the multiple multiple wives. Um, Joseph Smith actually had 44, uh, and some were like 14. Now, a lot of people are so. like, well, Solomon had, what, 800 <laughs> wives. Nowhere in the Bible does it say God approved of that yeah. um, or said that we should do that. He said man and um, woman become one. And it became not. his downfall. Yeah. That was Solomon's did. downfall. He tried to please all their cultures. He was like, oh, I, I really like this this wife of mine. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go worship. Make an idol for them here. Yep. Yeah. And then that was that was the downfall of Solomon. He was the wisest man in the world, and he Still fell do to it women by his works. Stay single, fellas. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah, there's there's a lot of crazy things that they believe, and like Luke said about about Jesus, um, they believe that he was created between a physical relationship between God and his physical form. That's like that's like what Zeus did to yeah. make all of his <laughs> like children. You know, he also, like goes down to earth. Yeah. They also and, like has sex with a lady and then goes back and then <laughs> and, and like, demigods. <laughs> what did happen in the Bible when mm-hmm. the fallen angels came down to earth? And well, yeah. that's where like Goliath and people like yeah. that. But not in Jesus's cases. Yeah, no, saying. obviously. <laughs> and yeah, they believe both he and God himself had wives, which is nowhere stated in the Bible except that we, the church, are Jesus's bride. Which sounds kind of weird, but um, well, it makes sense. It makes that sense example. if you like like look into it. But yeah, like God had a wife called the Heavenly Mother, and yeah, we are God's brides well and when you read the book of mormon or a lot of it is jesus coming to the americas right mm-hmm. after he he was in so it's 600 years after he died it's um it's a sail but it's like a boat full of uh mormon jews who went to the americas and colonized it pretty much that's okay. what it is there's Which, there's also kind of no really historical evidence about but. do you guys think that we get the idea of like white jesus from Mormonism? I don't think so. Because like maybe because all their paintings of him are white. Well, White's also in the Catholic yeah. Church. Yeah. yeah, it's also in the Catholic Church. I mean, no, I think that's a European thing. Because in the Renaissance and medieval era, like they started painting Jesus as white. And Thanks, Michelangelo. <laughs> <laughs> no, here's the thing. We should have Michelangelo on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Big the, fan. The Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> so they started in Europe. They started painting, especially in the UK, when they discovered Christianity. They started depicting um biblical ideas with more familiar um themes and so they made jesus white and they made armies wearing knight armor that didn't like chain mail didn't exist when the bible was around you know like when moses was bro got like one of those helmets <laughs> uh, the water shall part. Exactly. well didn't he draw them all naked so they had to like recover like yeah no, draw clothes to, on them well, yeah and so like they <laughs> i mean i think that's where Clothing. it comes from not necessarily mormonism but that's where we get the idea of white jesus although he was um brown yeah. we should do a whole series on that like how christianity came to be as it is now that's why i want to talk about christian art yeah because we should do an episode like a series on that for sure <laughs> um okay so so that's kind of the book of mormonism um what about the pearl of great price what does that talk about do you know i'm not gonna lie i did a lot, and I fell asleep at the desk. So. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have any information on the Pearl of Great Price. Probably get probably do your own research, you guys. Something I didn't get to, unfortunately. This uh, is our April Fool's episode, so <laughs> we are all Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Okay, um, what a turn of events. <laughs> so, so this question or this topic kind of originated from a question we got from Joe Clooney. I don't know how to say your name. Um, you George know Clooney. <laughs> Hey, I have listened to all the episodes at least twice, and I absolutely love y'all. You've m- that is devotion right there. <laughs> <laughs> Read the Bible, please. <laughs> um, I'm sure she does. Um, y'all motivate me to pick up my Bible every day and grow close to God. Thank there you, you go. You spell God lowercase. That's a sin. <laughs> she read her Bible, though, Luke. But you told her to do. <laughs> I do have a question, though. Recently, I have met some people encouraging me to read the Book of Mormon alongside the book, alongside the Bible. And I am sure I'm not. I'm not sure how to respond. 
So how should she respond to Mormons coming up to her and be like, yeah, the Bible's beautiful. The Bible's great. Well, she said people. Read. Maybe these are Christians that are telling her to like read the Book of Mormon. You can't be a Christian and tell. Oh, well, <laughs> no, because she. Like how wrong this book is. It's so funny. <laughs> they say alongside the Bible. Oh, so they're yeah. pretty much Mormon. They have yeah, to be in a sense. Um, uh, this, uh, this has actually happened to us before. Um, uh, the Shaw family, if you're listening. What's up, guys? Love you. Um, but yeah, they gave us the Book of Mormon. We talked about it. Um, Mormons are like some of the kindest people you'll ever meet. They're awesome. Unfortunately, um, they're... I don't know if they're like just kind out of their own hearts, which they probably are. I mean, Mormon upbringing is one of the craziest things ever. It's like not having access to caffeine or whatever. But it's also like almost a good <laughs> upbringing in a way. Um, like you go on mission trips, you le- learn different languages and stuff. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I mean the only like one. Of, I th- I think the reason they're so nice is because if they're not, you uh you get to go to uh, the the telly heaven, the TV heaven, <laughs> the TV. Heaven. <laughs> um, they have the office play on loop. Which, which, which is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're just they're just bound by that. But um, yeah, no, they they are super super nice people. So the way we reacted to that was like, yeah, um, we'll look into it, we'll read it, um. But obviously, take everything with a grain of salt. That's not the Bible. Um, and my mom especially read quite a bit of it. And um, yeah, she she didn't really. She was like that. She's like that. Um, because obviously, all these contradictions and um, the Bible just has a certain a certain spiritual thing to it, where it's like you know it can't be created by man. There's too many things. It's too perfect to be created by man over hundreds of years. The ver- yeah, the verse and all that the I, books to the verse that perfectly I, with each other. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. The verse that I always circle back to, although it's kind of a circular argument to some people, I s- like it's um it's in First Timothy, that's where it is. Uh Paul writes that like all scripture is God breathed, mm-hmm. you know? And so all like so I guess the argument that I hear a lot is like, well, you're getting your truth from the book where you're saying, sorry, I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah, like men wrote this book. Yeah, it's like, like the book is proving itself right. That doesn't mean that it is objectively true. I'm like, well, my heart says that it is. <laughs> and it's not just one book. It's 66 books that all were written in slightly different times that yeah. all come together into one perfectly. Except book. for Paul who wrote kind of a fat section. <laughs> <laughs> He's like my favorite character in the Bible besides Jesus. Paul. Nah, David. David on top. <laughs> Joseph was pretty sick. Anyways, so the way you can respond to this is listen to this episode, go research this, um, and that way you can actually talk to them, have knowledge to back you up, and to lead them in the true direction. That's really what your mission should be when Mormons come up to you and want to have a conversation. Have a conversation with them. Be very be kind. You know, do what Jesus would do. Um and have a conversation, see what they believe, tell them what you believe and why um, the Bible is true and why they have a false perception of the Bible. Um, yeah, and we obviously can't say, oh, you're Mormon, hell. Um, that's no, that's no. not for us to say at all or, or judge. I think what I would say with any sect of Christianity is like there's some sects, if you follow it to a T, you will not, you're not believing in the true Christ. Um, but there's there, there might be some Mormons who have like found the truth in a sense, and that, like, they still claim to be Mormon, but they know the truth. And so, like, we can obviously, we can't sit, tell yeah. people, go, we don't know their hearts. Yeah. In the comment section does. of, like, almost every video I watched, I just have 
you know, so people like I'm I'm bawling at this. I've been liberated from my Mormon beliefs and I found the true Christ and stuff. So, yeah, um, I think I think they're uh, some, some most of them are in just bondage of in, into what they believe and don't really have freedom in that. So, um, well, it's hard too because most Mormons are nothing born into a Mormon family, and so it's like leaving Mormonism would essentially be like one of us leaving Christianity. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, um, and you get like frowned upon by the community. It's severe punishment for it. Obviously <laughs> you go to uh, the outer darkness and get a vibe with Satan um, in their beliefs. So it's, it's, it's something tough. Um, but if uh, you're Mormon, uh, add, seek truth, just yep. research it on your own. And I think you'll come to find that we're saying is correct. Um, I think that kind of wraps up that, right? Yeah. I don't have much more on, on that. Shout out Mormons. Um, if if you're a Mormon you want to be on the <laughs> podcast, let us know. It'd be kinda cool to have you on. We can have conversations and stuff. Um and if you want to do more research, I, I really like Apologia Studios. They do a lot of cool interactions with Mormons and just have conversations which I th- I think are really uh beneficial. Um so next uh next segment here is community insights and Bethany George added, um, giving us a cool Add insight. Again. <laughs> so last episode we Can were we talking do streaks for Bethany. <laughs> <laughs> Bethany, you're on like a 18 episode streak, probably more honestly. <laughs> um so we were talking about how the Bible says like follow the government or like follow the leaders God has placed, right? Yeah. Um and we were like struggling with that verse and stuff. So she wrote, "While yes, we do have to submit to the government and their laws and everything Luke and Jonah said, we can use what the apostles said." when they were going through the exact same thing after Jesus died. <clears throat> Quotations. Um, then went th- then went to the Capitol with the officers. Then probably then they went to the Capitol with the op- official officers and brought them without violence. So they feared the people. Least they should have been stoned. Lest they should have been stoned. I'm guessing that's what it's supposed to say. Yeah. And when they had brought them, they set them before the council. And the high priest asked them, saying... Did not we straightly command you that ye shall not teach his name? That ye shall not teach his name? And behold, ye have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine, (laughs) and intend to bring this man blood upon us. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than man. The God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom ye slew and hanged on a tree, the cross. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be prince and a savior. I actually well, like that translation of the tree. And I pointed this out, I think, um, at cabin time a long time ago, but like sin life? entered and left the world from a tree. Oh, that's, that's, right. that's really cool. For to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witness for these things. And so that also the Holy Ghost, whom God has given to them that obey him. Also, I live in Florida, so that's... I, I thought you lived in Denver. Yeah, so, so we could kind of Jeez. just drive her up here. But unfortunately, budget doesn't allow for... <laughs> um, Let's just so yeah, Bethany, great insight on expensive. that. <laughs> Pretty cool. Um, should we hop into some Q&A, boys? Yeah. Q&A time. Uh, Jenny, you want to read the first question? Or Aiden, do you want to read it? I don't know, whoever wants to read it. I recently read the, the Gospels and... <laughs> are, are we tag teaming this or what? <laughs> and throw all of Jesus' life. Uh, start over, start over, and and and, and say her name. I rec- okay, so this is Ash two five two two. 
That's 2002. 2002. N dot N. Nice username. Gorgeous. Aiden, take it away. I recently read the Gospels, and throughout all of Jesus' life was way specifically he lived in hiding. Okay. <laughs> not fully revealing the word. At th- oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, not fully revealing the world, the word at the moment. Um, I was hoping I can get more intel from you on that aspect. Yeah. So I was hoping to get some more grammarly correct um, conversations here, but inside information. Um, so what she's referring to is uh, how Jesus didn't like. He specifically said in Mark, from what I remember, how like he's like, don't go telling people about. My teachings. Well, I know. I, th- I think what she's referring to is um, when his mom was like, "I think you're both." Yo, right. Jesus, we're out of we're out of wine. Turn the foot water into wine. He's like, oh, he's like, this yeah. is not my time, woman. <laughs> the time has not come. That's not how Jesus even talks. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think this question uh, yet yeah, is what you guys said, and also just like, why didn't Jesus just make it obvious that he's the King and Savior and Lord of all and people and he's the truth, right? Why isn't it super obvious? Um, so that's kind of how I understood the question. And the, the, this is why the Jews don't believe he was a savior in a sense, right? Cause, cause they, they might believe that the savior is going to tell everyone about the word, right? Well, no, they were imagining like some sort of warrior king to smite the Romans. Yeah. So they were, ex- Cut I think, Jesus I think us as humans, off. when we think of savior, Great we accept, sword. we like, we think of a strong, mighty warrior with a sword, leading an army, taking over like in that time, the Romans and taking over them. And being like, yes, I am Lord, follow me, I'm your savior. Or for me and Matthew, Jesus in a white leather jacket on a Harley Davidson. Yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger. And me, that was my idea. <laughs> With the shotgun playing back in black. That's my idea. So that's that's oh. what we humans think of as a savior, right? But no, he came as a baby. The most innocent, small life form that is possible. Well, and besides the sheep, because the sheep actually <laughs> uses like innocence. Have you guys heard Bible. my sheep dog analogy? No, stop. <laughs> We're over That's with your it. I know, but we're done with it. <laughs> so Jesus came as a baby. Humans think of conquest, killing. Jesus gave things to people, gave things up for people. He died for our sins. He didn't kill others. He killed him. He, like, he died for us. Um, so like everything is almost a complete opposite of what we would think as like strong savior mm-hmm. than to what Jesus did. So he does like say that he is the king, or like the king of the universe essentially, but like in early humble humble way <laughs> um and let's see matthew 27 54 when the centurion and those who and this <clears throat> when the centurion and those who were with him regarding jesus saw the earthquake and all that had happened they were terrified and explained surely he was the son of god um so i think i think the bible i mean it does i think it was kind of obvious that he was i think it is obvious that he is actually real just yeah, like and after Jesus died, there was the Roman soldier, and he said, "Wow, this this was the Son of God." That's li- that's what, the, yeah, what he was referring right. to. Yeah, yeah. and like even now, <laughs> we're born like um, Jeremiah or uh, Romans two. The laws are written on their hearts; their conscience also bearing witness. Because I think a lot of people think like, "Why doesn't Jesus just appear in the, this physical form to everyone and be like, Hi, 'Hi, I'm Jesus. I am true, and what you've heard about me is real.'" When I think a lot of times. Like, even in the Garden of Eden, like, that happened. There was, he was there in the physical, he talked to them, and still they were, like, they did, they sinned against him, right? So, it's not, it's not the lack of, like, 
evidence that he's there. It's the it's it's our pride that gets in the way. Yeah, because if you ask some people, it'd be like, "Yo, if Christianity was real, would you believe in it?" And even if they like they started to answer or they say no, problem's not here. Yeah, it's here. It's in the heart. Um, and then like also, if you if you really want to seek Jesus, like Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Whoever, and then this is Matthew ten thirty nine. Whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. So in the sense of like, if you if you give up this world and the things it can give you, then you'll find me in a sense. To die for Christ's gain. Yeah. Um. So he wants a relationship with us, right? He doesn't want. Um, like, just a fact that like everyone knows. Yeah, he wants a, a, like a, he's a, a relationship. I've he's said this <laughs> so many times, but he's a gentleman. He's knocking at your door of your heart. Um, he's not going to be like boom maid service and kicking the door and <laughs> cleaning your heart up. Housekeeping, <laughs> housekeeping, <laughs> kick it down in his white leather jacket and his shotgun. Um, he's a gentleman and he knocks at the door. Yeah, housekeeping. <laughs> um. You got a lot the of spirits is always like you need to clean this up. Yep. <laughs> a lot of us just like to live in our filth. So, um, another question she had is: This one is just for fun. If you could have your own letters to the church of today, like Paul did when he wrote letters, uh-huh. to other Christians. say to other Christians. Yeah. Um, I think um, Joseph Smith I got this question and uh, wrote the Book of Mormon. Yeah, if I could, <laughs> if I could grab my phone, I'm gonna quick, justify why I have so many wives. I have seven specific things that I wrote down that I would Go tell other Christians or other atheists. Hold on. Okay, so I called these my seven theses. You know, <laughs> hey, the book. Okay. <laughs> Disclaimer: We wouldn't add this to the Bible. This, this is something just I write. Aiden's to studying to be the next. No, the, the book of Aiden. Martin I'm not a Luther, prophet, bro. I'm not a prophet. We're nail all these prophets. <laughs> nail these to the church door yeah. or tape them because like, church like door Martin is glass. Luther. Yeah. Um. Uh, okay, so seven theses in chronological order. <laughs> and the reason I wrote these is because this is the order in which I wish I learned these because it would have made a lot more sense. And I would, I mean, not that I'm not happy, but I would be a lot happier I <laughs> if I learned a, these. In I sent a knowledge nuke incoming. <laughs> knowledge nuke. Okay, so first, hit us with God it. works in everyone's lives. Being able to admit this is called Christianity, you know? And so, okay. my the basis mm. of That's Christianity fine. is knowing that God works in everyone's lives and He is real. He's there. Yeah. And so, knowledge nuke. Yeah. <laughs> Second, Jesus died for everyone's sins, not just Christians. I had a friend at school who doesn't know Christ, and he's like, um, I don't remember how we came to this in the conversation, but he's like, I thought Jesus just died for Christians. And I was like, No, Jesus, Christians are the only one that accepted His sacrifice. Mm-hmm. So you can like, too. The day, yeah, and so. That led me to say that my next thing, which is third, the day you accept Jesus as your Lord and your Savior is the day that all of your sins are forgiven. Nice. And so your works are a product of that. Yeah. That's what that's saying. And so fourth, following God is difficult, but the reward lies in salvation. You know? And so what I mean by that is that it's really easy for Christians. I'm pretty sure Kyle pointed this out in a previous episode. It's really easy for Christians to be hypocrites because we're held to really high standards in society, right? Mm-hmm. And so we are expected to be perfect and uptight in a sense, you know? Yeah. I guess that's a word that Bible I hear. Words, yeah, yeah, uptight is a word that I hear a lot when I ask people how Christians are. And that's kind of upsetting because I 
want to represent Christianity, but I suck at it, you know? It's kind of like upsetting, (laughs) but we can't say it's wrong. Yeah, it's not that Like Jeremy, bro. (laughs) Jeremy, like... (laughs) If you get that reference... He's never doubted the Bible. (laughs) Ever! If you get that reference... Yeah, if you get that reference, you're a real one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And... um, I think the reward also is not just in salvation, but in a relationship and a purpose. A relationship with the creator of the universe. That's so cool to me. And it's so much more satisfying (laughs) to have... Like that relationship and miss out on earthly things. People are like, oh, aren't you missing out? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, fifth. God is all powerful and all good. Only man allows for injustice. And so this kind of is related to what Frank Turek was talking about. You know, like there was a question about. Um, Can you read it again just slower? God is all powerful and all good. Okay. Only man allows for injustice. And so there's two things that led me to say this. The first is that. Um, the main argument, or not the main, one of the main arguments I hear against the existence of God, which is something that I learned in philosophy too, is that if God is all-powerful, nothing bad would ever happen. No. Yeah. yeah, if God is all-powerful, nothing bad would happen. And if God is all-good, then he can't be all-powerful. I think probably yep. about 90% of doubt in religion leads back to that question yeah. solely. Yep. And so, but the argument against that is kind of related to what Frank Turek said when we had him on. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a question about, like, how is God, how does, it's like, why does God allow for bad things to happen? How does a good God let bad things happen? Yeah, and yeah. so Frank said that, like, God doesn't allow bad things to happen. Man does, which is why I wrote that second part. Only man allows for injustice because God was so good that in the first days of creation, as soon as man was made, he gave us free will. And, you know, because he was so um, Good. benevolent. Yeah. yeah, that's the other word. He was so benevolent that he wanted us to be free, which is awesome. But in our free will, we chose sin. You know, thousands of years ago, we chose sin. And so and we I mean, still yeah, choose for, sin every day. And for we still to, do. For there to be free will, there has to be more than one option, right? Yep. So there's good and there's bad if you really boil it down. Exactly. And so, and so that's, that's the why. reason that bad things happen is because of not only Adam and Eve's choice thousands of years ago, but because of our choices and our lifespan has gotten increasingly smaller. You see that in Genesis, you know, like everyone dies at a younger and younger age. Abraham was pretty old when he died. And then Isaac was even younger when he died Mm -hmm. and keeps going. Yeah. I mean, it goes from Adam to uh, Metalusalah, Enoch, Noah, for like almost Lamel, or like 900 years. Yep. 969 for, uh, Yep, and so it's a long time. That brings me to sixth point. Now that we're done with that, uh, just because this, that, or the other thing are sins, does you are not a bad person for committing them. And so this circles back to Jesus's death on the cross, right? And so he, we still, I mean, I guess, yeah, Christians feel guilt for committing sins. But I mean, well, here read 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 that again, real quick. yeah. Just because this, that, or the other thing are sins, you are not a bad person for committing them. I kind of disagree with that, though. Explain. So, sinning is what causes us to be get the, that stain on our shirt, right? Yeah. That's what makes us a bad person. The only thing that makes us good is Jesus. Mm-hmm. Tied laundry detergent. <laughs> no, and <laughs> here's the shirt. No, there, there are those magic shirts 
that don't get anything on them. You know, they like don't they get can't get wet. That's what I thought of when you were explaining that analogy. <laughs> Water resistant shirts. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, continue explaining, and I can say yeah. anything after if I need to. Yeah, and so um, I guess where I was going, where I was going with this is that um, Jesus wanted to take away the guilt, you know, because he's taking away the sin in general. Um, and so we sin daily, right? Yeah. And more often than daily, but God still knows our hearts and knows that we don't want to sin, you know? Um, something that I think about often is like, if I don't want to sin, why do I do it so often? Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) Well, Paul struggled with this too. He's like, my spirit says one thing, but my flesh does the other thing. Yeah. I follow the flesh and not the spirit. I think the main problem with that statement is the fact that it's just like, um, here, let me, it's like, uh, six. Um, I think you just need to add because we have Jesus at the end. Yeah, that's true. Because the only reason that we can say that is because we have Jesus the gift yeah, of sacrifice. salvation and forgiveness. Um, other than that, I agree. Yeah. What is number seven? I like having you a seven too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I wanted nice. to make it seven for that reason. Um, for you guys that don't know, seven is like kind of the number for perfection in the Bible. Lots of things are seven. There's the Bible. very for many sevens. I just said that's what I'll ask God. God's like, number. why seven? <laughs> There's insane like number connections all over the Bible. It's just like a whole other. And they use like I I noticed that they use the number seven in like pop culture to represent. Um, 777 is like an angel number or something. Yeah, like divine beings or like saviors. Uh, Master Chief is 117. <laughs> That's something I think about a lot. Like, My gamer tag when I was little always was like 777. <laughs> 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 yeah, and so, I mean, Juice World, you know, his tag was 999 because he was taking the devil's number 666 and turning it upside down. Huh. I thought that was really interesting. And so seventh point is God wants to hear from you. And if you're still paying attention to me, this is part of the thing. God wants to hear from you. If you're still listening to me, your heart truly wants more of God. Nice. And so the Look context. To all those people that skipped over eight and seven fallacies. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah, that but, is, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, because the whole context of that was that if I was giving this speech to like, let's say a graduation speech mm-hmm. to all the, all my peers at school, if they're still listening, that'd be so legendary. If you would do that, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. If I'm about like, I'm not going to be valedictorian cause I'm not IB diploma, but if I was, <laughs> that was what, that's what I would share. Just knock them off and stand <laughs> up there. Yeah. And so, excuse me, I have a message. <laughs> I would if, like to speak my mind. <laughs> if I was sharing this to a group, like a bunch of people and if anyone was still listening by then, that's how you know that they want more of God, you know? Yeah. Because, they're paying attention? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> Who wants to listen to this in 2022? Okay. So um, if you as podcast listening are... Never mind. <laughs> like, the fact that you guys are here is awesome because... I don't know what that was. Hashtag retweet. I don't know, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what the grabbing thing was. Uh, Jonah, do you have something you want to... S- like, if you had a, a, a small thing you could contribute or just give to every Christian right now, what would you say? Some, a letter to the church. Uh, y'all uh, letter to the Colossians <laughs> um I don't know man it's a lot of pressure I, d- I don't want to like 
say it outright, but like a lot of y'all are kind of lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. That's that's pretty but much all I'd say. Is just like, I mean, I fall that's into that. <laughs> I, I, I fall into that too. But like, check yourself, bro. Like, what do you what do you really believe in? That, that's pretty much what mine's about. Um, so this, this I just like wrote this in the span of five minutes, just kind of like brainstorming. Spend a lot of time on this on this thought question. Yeah, <laughs> it's a great question though. It is. I like it. I like it. Satan distracts, just look around. Look at what you worry about and what you spend your time on. You don't. You do it because you have <clears throat> um, fallen for the pleasures and temptations of this earth. Not to make yourself happy, but to make other people around you jealous of your life to prove something to them. You want to be something in this world, but why? What will it lead to? Live your life like this. Number one, study the word and become confident in what it teaches because no one com- <clears throat> commits their life to things they, d- they know aren't true. Two, uh, learn to love and hear and be one with the spirit. Number three, think of what actually matters. If Jesus is real, um, what did I write here? And work on ignoring the things that don't. Okay, so I'm essentially saying if Jesus is real, just like why worry with a lot of other stuff? Yeah. Um, and then number four, if any of the following steps make no sense, just love God and love others. Everything <laughs> <laughs> else will fall into place as a result. And this world will finally mean something, and you will know why you are here and what your mission is. Remember, this is one page out of a book that has infinite pages, but this first page will determine if you are with God or against him. It's a great work of If literature. only you had three more. <laughs> <laughs> it would be perfect. <laughs> no, I need, yeah, three more. <laughs> So that's what I wrote. Nice. Nice. I, I mean, I think like where, where my statement comes from is like we're in that point of where um, it's it's almost like the same. Oh. <laughs> Dang, that. that sucks. Um, we're almost at like that same point in um, history where it's like, you know, it's like that saying is like um, hard times create hard men. Hard men create easy times. Easy times create hard men. And I think that can be said for... Easy times, like, no. Create weak men, and weak men create hard times. Yeah. Well, easy times create easy men, which are pretty much weak, weak men. men. <laughs> um, but I think the same the same can be applied uh, to Christianity. Hard times create good Christians. Good Christians create easy times, and easy times create... Weak men. Weak Christians. Weak Christians, yeah. That's um, yeah. And I think I think that's where we in. That's where we are right now as a church. Um, a lot of leak cool, cool lo- looking around and seeing some of these like professed Christians like hey, yeah I would hey yo <laughs> bro what <laughs> so are doing uh, what are you doing man no I I agree and I'd say that cycle takes place over a long period of time because I think we were definitely as a race closest with God while during Jesus's yeah. lifetime we're just mm-hmm. we're just letting ourselves get pushed at least from around, what I, I know think. in the Bible. Like we're just yeah, we're letting ourselves get pushed around. And not a lot of people are standing up for what they really believe in. I think I think that's the that's the main problem. You see that in the Old Testament, like the Jews are with God, then they're against. The bad things happen, then they're with God again. It's like that same cycle. It's like where's our food? God's like man, and they're like, oh, this man is lame and boring. I want new food. He's like, all right, quail. You know how I feel about analogies, but the Bible compares <laughs> us to sheep all the time. And not just Christians, uh. but everyone is everyone is a sheep in a way because we flock to whatever's big at the moment. Yeah, you know, wherever all the other sheep are, we want to go over there. Yeah, even though if it's not great, I actually agree with that one. If you said the word sheep dog, I was gonna I was not gonna bring gonna up that exit analogy. exit the vicinity. <laughs> all right, next question, Audrey C. Hey, your DMs aren't working. I'm gonna skip that part. 
We did not receive your DM. I don't know. I think your DMs are broken. <laughs> it's not our fault. <laughs> it's yours. <laughs> Satan is at work. <laughs> what are your thoughts on churches that avoid certain topics, i.e. LGBT community, abortion, and political politics in general? I know See, that's exactly what I mean. Yeah. I know all of these are tricky topics because they lead back to a specific side in the pol- political spectrum. But I think that if you follow the Bible, you shouldn't have anything to worry about because you are honoring God. Just wanted to know your thoughts on this because my church advi- avoids these topics at all costs. And I think it's kind of dumb because it's in the Bible. But the pastor just chooses not to talk about these things. I Audrey, okay. you're, you're right. That's that's true. I, could, I respect the fact that you said... That it always leads into some political realm because... It does. Yeah. That's the problem. The church has separated <laughs> itself. There's the church and there's politics. There's separate things. When yeah. in reality, they should be one thing. Church, mm-hmm. and that's how our country was founded, right? Yeah. But, but like our country was founded on the principles of the Bible. And once you separate those things, it just turns into like crap. Um, so... What is the Statue of Liberty without its base? Just a sunken, <laughs> sunken and it's, thing underwater. And its book, which I would like, to, I like to believe is the Bible. I mean, I mean th- I, I, this is all stuff that we've addressed too. Yeah, like we talk about this stuff, and it's brought us into some, um, I guess you could say, sketchy, uncomfortable um, circumstances. But that's the problem stuff, with Christians yeah. today: is they're like, every everyone has to agree with us. Um, we can't say anything bad about anybody because. Um, we just love and we do this, so we don't re- want to offend anybody. Don't want to offend anybody. We just ignore these topics. When in reality, you're you're not loving people when you when you avoid topics like that because you're you're not giving them the knowledge they need to live um, a life that is really fulfilling and God following. Yeah. So, if you not, like, a lot of people, um, including Christians, aren't ready to hear this stuff. Yeah. That some in churches that do want to talk about this stuff, a lot of people aren't ready to hear it. You know, I think that's why people or churches avoid the topics. A lot of churches talk about like prosperity gospel and like just accept Jesus, your life will be happy and like all this stuff. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong like, with that. It's just leave whatever you want and just be love. And yeah. When yeah, in reality, that's when in the reality is like, that's not true. What they're so. scared of is scaring people away. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, People are like, yo, what? I have to do stuff? Yeah, like, and at I'm the same, out. like, I think that's a double-edged sword because um, on one hand, um, you want to, you don't want to deter people. And so you're trying really hard to, like, be careful where you step and not say anything yeah. that would turn people away. But on the other hand, people have to hear the whole story yeah. if they truly want to accept God into their heart. I like to look at it as, like, a sword being forged in fire. Like, they got a weak fire. There's, like, half-truths and it's, like, ignoring other things. You're probably going to have a dull not sword. Using, not, hitting the, <laughs> not hitting the metal with the hammer hard enough, right, to, like, really be, like, this is right, this is wrong. It, it makes a weak sword. Um, when, you're, when you're really forged in fire and your iron's being sharpened, it's, it's, like, hot. It hurts. And, like, what we're really doing is, like, trying, is, like, f- battling the flesh, right? Yeah, even, it says, gosh, I don't remember where it says. Uh, even gold is tested for its purity. Yeah, so they yeah. they're trying not to turn anyone away. When I think in reality they're just making lukewarm, weak Christians that will fall away regardless, um, because their 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 sword is weak. And we have break. to like see where the organization's goals is at. Because I struggle that. Or I I still I still kind of struggle that. It's like with going to Young Life camps. It's like almost always the same thing. It's like. Jesus loves I've noticed you. that lately they're trying to change. But it I, I I feel like yeah, lately it has been. But like, well, especially not my, meant to yeah. like. For like 
No, that, no, that's it's that's more for that's, new that's what I'm saying. It's <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, yeah, it's it is it is targeted for new, that's ministry, but yeah. um, that's where I was like, bro, like I want to learn something new. Um, but that's, that's why yeah. I mean, here's the thing. This is kind of a good a good segue into like um, just saying that people, viewers, you should all try to find. Um, some, yeah, a that's community. why I love our discipleship. That's so yeah, much. exactly. It's discipleship. That's the word I was thinking of. All like everyone try to find your own discipleship with people that you know will hold each other accountable, mm-hmm. including yourself, and that are on your spiritual level. Yeah, and can challenge you to further that. Because then, if you have a leader, you can learn stuff progressively instead of learning the same thing over and over. Yeah. And like you will become very strong and steadfast in your faith if you can all hold each other accountable for stuff that you shouldn't do and tell each other what you should do as well as always reading scripture because this is our way of life. Find yourself a mentor, AKA Kyle, Kyle, Chris, Kyle and uh, Chris. Well, Kyle, uh, Chris, especially, but Kyle mainly because he, um, he grew up with us through middle school and then he left the middle school youth program to pursue us and our discipleship group. So shout out Kyle. Yeah. Huge shout out to Kyle because he literally like, has like changed his life just to help us yeah. with like pursuing God, which is awesome. Thank you, Kyle. Yep. And, and it's hopefully it's, our audience is growing with our knowledge. As yeah. Well. And I think it's the same for Dan. He's kind of moved on from yeah. Wildlife to young life to young life to help us progress. He still goes to the young life and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I like to think that, that, but maybe it's because he just got, Annoyed with middle schoolers. Yeah. <laughs> understandable, understandable because and also all of, his, <laughs> all of his daughters, like yeah. I think he started going to Young Life with, instead yeah. of Wildlife when his daughters got into high school. Mm-hmm. So, which is also understandable. Yeah, shout out Dan too. Shout out Dan. Uh, so we're we're kind of running out of time here. So I think we just end off half an hour. <laughs> yeah, good place to wrap it up. Um, guys, leave comments on any thoughts below. If you're Mormon, yeah, let us know. Maybe join us at the podcast one day. Love to have you and. Um, yeah, go buy some merch. I think um, the hats are sold out, not because we sold a bunch, because the company's just out of stock. And yeah, anyways. I think I'm going to be, s- I, I, I might dabble in designing uh, a new piece of merchandise or two. So if you don't want to wear Luke's five panel hat, uh, I like the open. five panel hat. I wish the, yeah, I, I like it actually. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I wear it. I'm okay with it. I just don't like Luke's five panel hat because it never leaves his head. Well, Jesus never leaves me, guys. <laughs> what can yeah. I say? Yeah, to keep a reminder. <laughs> looks in the mirror every day. All right, Jesus. No, like literally, even if I don't go anywhere with anybody else, I'm like, oh, I forgot to do that. I got to go get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please touch the washer. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you, guys, so much for joining us, learning with us. Jump and into those Bibles. Questions. Find God. Give us more questions and give us more topics. Everyone find Which God. religion do you want us to absolutely debunk and destroy oh next? All done with love. The love of the, the love. Jesus love. is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to live my life as it should be.